to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. Uh, today, uh, it's a, not a normal day for me to do one, um, and I'll be posting this early as the last one was late. Uh, but I just wanted to, um, while it was still fresh of an experience to me, kind of recap um, a few things. Um, because a lot of it is stuff that a lot of clients of mine uh, uh, deal with. Um, a lot of people deal with this, and it's unexplainable and very strange. I mean, people try to explain it, but um, anyway, if you want to continue supporting this, go to the Infinite Spark of Bean.com where there's the Patreon, Venmo, uh, t shirts, art prints. A few art prints working on an art print store right now. Um, books, hoodies, tank tops. Um, so, uh, yesterday was Mother's Day. Um, uh, you know, my mom's dead, my mom or my dad and my mom both passed away, um, dropped the body. Uh, they still very much have a presence in my life. Um, so it's weird, right? Um, to go back a few months back, uh, fuck, a lot of months back, I was at Breathwork and uh, one of my work colleagues was there. And um, when we were done doing breath work, we're just kind of sitting around, uh, kind of talking about our experience. Uh, I I didn't even say anything about my mom or or anything like that. And she goes, I don't think you're done grieving. And I really thought that I was right. Um, what's wild is also, so this is going to be kind of scattered. I'm just trying to put it together and I wanted to record this before I put it together and it's an, into a nice, succinct package. I, I kind of want to think it out while it's still like kind of fresh because I think when, you, when I get things really dialed in, I think I start missing a lot, a lot of the important, uh, juicy things. So she'd said that... Um, Which I kind of didn't think... I thought that I was fine up until that moment, right? Like, I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And then last night, uh, I was talking to um, someone very close to me. And uh, she had been with her family, her brothers and her sisters and her, her dad. And, and we were talking kind of about the way I was feeling because leading up to this day it was it was was strange and she goes well I'm trying to imagine how you would feel and I guess if I didn't have brothers and sisters because I'm an only child she's like you know essentially it would be weird and I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's part of what my problem or what the difficulty or what the I don't know what to call it I don't want to call it a problem, but I want, I'm wondering how much is contributing to the way that my body feels 
um, at times with these sorts of things? Like, is it because I don't have family anymore? I mean, I have cousins, right? And if you asked one of them, they'd be like, yeah, we're absolutely family. But um, I don't have kids and I don't have siblings. And I don't have any grandparents. I don't have any parents. Uh, and I was never particularly, particularly close to my aunts or my uncle, which is my cousin's dad. And when I go to holiday things, I feel very much like an outsider. And I know that it's just my perception of it and that it's not... I'm, they're my family. They love me so much. Like, there's no doubt in my mind how much they love me. But the nervous system, whatever it is, the way the nervous system and my mind are working together, in those moments, it is as if I am on the outside of their family, right? Like, they have kids, their kids, no, their kids don't have kids yet, but <laughs> they have kids, and the, my aunts and uncles are those children's grandparents. So it's this unit for them, which, you know, that's how it is. You get your parents and you get your grandparents and everyone else is outside of that. Um, so I very much feel that way. So that kind of lays out what I'm, where I'm at. Um, so the last week, I would say I've had strange sleep. I mean, I sleep not well. I think my REM is like, like at times is like fucking 40 minutes, 20 minutes, but I'd sleep like seven hours, seven hours of sleep with no REM is like, bro, are you even sleeping? Um, so, and then, and then the dreams were very thick and heavy and real, but I can't remember any of them. And I use that, that way to describe it because, um, dreams for me are always very strange. We all, I think we all have a very unique relationship with our dreams. Um, mine are never particularly realistic. Uh, they're very thin and wispy and weird and trippy. The, the theme is that it's always post-apocalyptic meaning that something has changed and we all live together. It's a very communal feeling. There's always a lot of people around um, in my dreams. But then after my dad died, I started having these dreams that involved him that were very solid. It's the best way I can describe it. I would dream about him and I would hug him so we only hugged the one day that he told me he was dying. And that was it. And I'll never forget how that felt. Like what his body felt like being held. You know? And I dream about him. I see him places. I've written about it. And those dreams are very thick and heavy and substantial. They have mass to them in a weird way. Now, after my mom died, I've had some dreams about my mom, but they weren't like the dreams about my dad. Um, they're very trippy and strange as well. Well, this last week, I cannot remember what I was dreaming about. Well, also, several times a week, 
often several times in the night, I wake up uh, like terrified, really scared of something. I don't know, because I, I can never remember the dreams, but I wake up very, very scared, like very like scared. And so I put like Seinfeld on on my phone and, go, and just go back to sleep. Um, so I don't know what that is. Um, but uh, this week, those, I, I know, I wake up feeling that way and I know that I've been dreaming and I can kind of see the pictures of the dream in my head, but I don't know what they are. They're like blurry and it's just colors and they're very heavy and very substantial and they are scary and uncomfortable and I hate them. And um, me and the person that I was talking about, that I was talking to last night, she was saying that like, usually that, that she had read that that meant that you were dreaming about something that actually happened to you. Which, ugh. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> I think things have happened to me that could terrify me at 46. It's like, ugh, I gotta fucking do that now. Um, well, I knew peripherally, I knew that Mother's Day was coming up. And the thing that was interesting is like, so my dad died on a Mother's Day. I know the date changes, I guess. I don't know, it's like the second Sunday or first or whatever, if every May or whatever, but, or maybe it's the same day. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a mother. Um, and the reason I don't know is because for the last handful of years, my mom and I didn't celebrate Mother's Day because my dad died on Mother's Day. And then it, they, the next Mother's Day, I had to put his fucking dog to sleep because it had the same disease that he had. And my mom, my mom, I came down to visit. I was still living in Gainesville. I come down to visit. We take the dog to the vet because she was acting weird. And then the vet does an x-ray. It was like the second I get home. I walk in the door. She goes, take dog to the vet. So I looked at her. I was like, yeah, she's not right. Something's wrong. And so we take Gypsy to the vet. The vet turns on the, the light box for the x-ray and it is just it's just, there's cancer everywhere. And my mom just starts crying and she goes, can you handle this for me? And I said, yes, absolutely. So she went and waited in the car and I, you know, Gypsy was a, like an 85 pound, 80 pound Catahoula dog. She's big as fuck and would not lay down. So I had to like, while they did all the stuff, I like kind of held her. And when she got weak, you know, um, I've had to do that six times with dogs in my life. It's, it's always fucking brutal. I'd put a human to sleep before I put a dog to sleep. It is rough. When I put Henry to sleep, the, the vet and the tech were both crying. And I was like, are you guys okay? I can't imagine having that job. Fuck that job. Um, so I go back to, I, I'm with Gypsy. She's gone. And I go to my mom's car. I was driving her car and I get in and she's just sitting there and we kind of sat there for a second and she goes can we just skip Mother's Day from now on she's like I don't 
want to celebrate Mother's Day. I don't care about Mother's Day. And I was like, yeah, okay. And so from then on, I would call her on Mother's Day and go, hey, just call in like I do every day. And we would just kind of laugh and that was that. So after that, I didn't really celebrate Mother's Day. You know, I never had kids, so I didn't have to celebrate it with anybody. I mean, there was the mulligan or the whoopsie-doo marriage I was in for about four months where there was kids involved. But I think I was only in that for one Mother's Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so the last week I'd been having these crazy, and I haven't been feeling right something's off. I don't feel good. Then a couple weeks back I had a sinus infection. Like maybe this fucking thing came back or my ears were starting to hurt a lot. Like god damn it. I've always got a sinus fucking something going on. I have a weird skull plumbing. Um, But so There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, I don't recommend it. It is a dry academic read. Audible has, I think, a 45-minute recap of it, which you could just download that and you'll understand it. Um, uh, There's also a book that I read 100 years ago called uh, Back Pain is in the Mind by Dr. John Sarno. and the first time it was given to me was my first like back injury due to jujitsu. And someone gave me this book and I'm like, you could go ahead and just shove this right up your ass. You know, cause when you're in that kind of pain and someone's like, yeah, here's a book called back pain is in the mind. Like you can fuck directly off. Um, and so I didn't read it until the third time I got the same back injury. <laughs> and at this point I was divorced, living alone and incapacitated in a bed and uh, I was like well might as well read this fucking book Um, and also by the time I was actually yeah that was at the same time I was uh, learning and engaged in the medicine Buddha practice with Lama Losong so that was interesting and I remember, uh, you know, part of the instruction was that you put pictures of the medicine Buddha all over, like you do with any other deity or, or you know, right? And uh, there was one right by my bed, and I remember laying there in pain, fucking looking at that picture of the medicine Buddha and going out loud in my room, going, "If this is an illusion, this is pretty fucking heavy." And at the time, I didn't understand what an illusion was. I thought illusion meant just that it wasn't real and and it does and it doesn't. Like illusion means anything uh, that is or likely to be wrongly perceived by the senses. So perception meaning the way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting. Thank you, loud muffler. that was a box truck, by the way. So something's clearly wrong with that vehicle. Um, so any, so am I perceiving this physical pain 
improperly. On a lot of levels, yeah. Um, Anatta, uh, and then Anatya, and Nietzsche, and Nietzsche. Oh fuck! I'm fucking words up. I'm sorry. I haven't had enough caffeine. It's the two. The idea that like, you know that pain has an illusory quality to it and the self is an illusion as well so no nobody really suffers or feels pain because nobody is really there ultimately which is a trippy thing to think about I should do an episode on that it's got layers it doesn't make anything easier <laughs> you know it's just a different way to look at the discomfort I guess um that's what I've found it to be. It's just, it's a, it's a different way to look at things. Um, so, uh, with all of that, the last week or so, last couple days, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. Things have been weird at night. I've been feeling off. Felt like my sinus stuff was coming back. And so... Then yesterday, it all culminates in this just day yesterday of feeling horrible. I didn't feel good. Um, I was told I felt off, that I seemed off, and I, I was off. Full disclosure, probably more than just off. I felt not just depressed, but that, you know, depression, depression. Um, I'm feeling better today, but I'm still, I feel the physiological feelings of depression. I feel depressed, but I would say it's like a six and not a 10. I don't know. Um, the things that I see along the beach road, I wish that I could have a split view so you'd know where my eyes just went. Because the things people do in rollerblades sometimes are pretty wild. <laughs> um, so, um, yesterday, uh, just kind of going through it, feeling like shit, but I decided I was going to take a pilgrimage out to my parents' house, which is usually when I run the levee. They lived on the rim canal of Lake Okeechobee, and then the levee between the rim canal and the lake is this tall levee, like a dike that holds the lake back, and the top of it's paved. Uh, I think it's like 100 miles all the way around. They do marathons and, and bike things around it. Um, I go out there and run sometimes, and uh, it's like five or six miles depending from where I park to um, my parents house and back and I like to do it at sunset because sunset out there is really pretty maybe I'll the post that I did on my personal page maybe I'll put it on my infinite spark of being page um, so I did it on the way out but yesterday I had three really hard cries for seemingly no reason. <laughs> a lot of what I feel 
what my mind says when I'm feeling these feelings um, is that the people that loved you are dead and that no one loves you. They think they do, but they don't love you. And along with that, in full disclosure, is the thought that you don't need to be alive anymore. And um, I don't have a plan to commit suicide, put the paperwork away. So those thoughts come up, and they usually come up on my birthday, not on Mother's Day, not on, and granted my mom died in 2020, so it's only been three years or so, but um, that's the thought, is that I'm not doing anything anyway, and, and then it's like, you didn't have kids. Granted, the people I was with, I, I didn't want children with them. Something in me said that you can't be tied to this person forever because this person is not okay. Sorry if any of you are listening to this or watching it. Just how I feel about it. Um, so those are the feelings. I'm watching mayhem just unfold in front of me. gonna watch me misbehave. Good job. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, some some bull, straight bullshit just happened in front of me. Um, anyway, uh, so those are the thoughts that everyone that loved you is gone and there's no reason to be alive and there's a piece of me even as I'm saying it now it's like well that's not true because there's this there's... but if I'm honest right like the thing I always tell people is the quiet voice is the one that's usually right that's God the loud voice is the one that's the scared small self and right now, the quiet voice says, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, the quieter one. It's like, everyone that loved you is dead. And then there's a louder voice that goes, no, 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 there, there's people that love you, but they don't love you the way these people loved you. And I guess all I've ever wanted was to be loved. And I, it makes me think of that office scene. They made a meme out of it. I put it in my personal one post about my run where it was like, well, where Andy says, I wish we knew we were in the good old days when we were in them or something to that effect. You know. I never doubted that my parents loved me. This is starting to feel very, like, pity party-ish. Um, anyway, uh, so I go on the run. 
But as I'm driving out there, uh, what was wild yesterday is there's a woman, an ex-client, I don't know if she listens to this, but we had put this false memory in place in a session. I, I do a spooky trauma thing with people. I stopped labeling it uh, rapid resolution therapy, though I was certified in RRT because John Connolly and the entire apparatus has completely lost its goddamn fucking mind and should be doused in gasoline and set on fire and gotten rid of. What I do is uh, probably faster and more sound at this point, and it's outside of what I was, what he had us do. That's ah, a long story. Fuck him. Um, he's a weirdo anyway. Um, I mean, if you Google the guy, like you look at it, like that's probably somebody who's strange. Um, so, uh, I put this kind of fake memory in place Now she knows it's fake. Both know that it didn't happen. It was an imagine, it was an imaginary scenario, but it felt really good. And now when the thought of her mother comes up, despite all of the bad stuff that happened, she remembers this and it, it feels better. And she sent me two pictures of her daughter or her granddaughter, somebody at the woman's grave, her mother's grave, and saying this wouldn't have been possible without our session or something to that effect. It was very nice. And it made me very happy. It's like, good, good, good. I mean, I'm very happy. I was glad to see it, but yeah, I was happy. I was happy to see it. Yes, I was happy. Um, and then on the way out, a friend of mine called me and she let me know that a session that we had recently done with her and men shouting or becoming angry or loud had worked really well and it had still it was still in there it was still working part of the the gripe towards me from the EMDR community is that what I do doesn't last but the people I've kept in touch with over the last four years or so uh, would beg to differ. Um, so I always, I like getting, I like finding out that this, that these people are still good, you know, because what I do is so weird that I don't think they believe it's going to stick, you know, like they feel better in the moment, but I don't think they believe that it's, that that's that it's real and it is it's real works um <laughs> wish I could do it to myself um so she called to let me know that and I got off the phone with her and there was that that little voice like see see you're loved you're loved you're doing that doesn't mean that they love me it means that they're appreciative of what I've done and that's not love that's appreciation and then I have to decide whether that's enough. Is karma yoga enough? And it's going to have to be. <laughs> it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be enough. Yeah. 
that you just do the path of service. That's that. So you do yoga all day that way. Instead of just warrior three, stand on your head, eat an acai bowl, and trip out on the quote-unquote bliss, which is actually just endorphins. Um, Yeah. So, uh, I ran... Yesterday's a weird blur. I think it's because my nervous system was doing so much yesterday. So, yesterday was a blur. Um, Having trouble remembering everything from yesterday. It's wild how that works. You know? So, I wake up, or I go to sleep, and um, I don't want to skip the important part. I had a dream last night. Um, And I remembered a lot of it in a way. Uh, This person who I'm extremely close to and I were in a parking lot with a lot of other people and it was like we were camping or on vacation or some kind of thing. And um, she drives a Jeep. And um, uh, that's important for a reason. Anyway, there's a, a voice comes over a loudspeaker goes, hey, um, everybody meet us by this. And the vehicle was called a tele, telemesis, telemetrius. I don't fucking know. Some crazy word. And in the dream, I knew what it was. Like, meet us over by the blah, 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 and uh, we're going to take you somewhere, and you're no longer going to feel sad, you're no longer going to hurt, you're no longer going to be angry, you're going to be happy, and everyone is like, well, shit, this is something we should do, and I told her, I said, hey, I'll go park your Jeep, and it was funny, because every time I was trying to, every spot I put it in, I was like, well, it'll fit here, the Jeep was in like some cockeyed position, where I was like, ah, don't get out yet, because if you get out, this thing's going to roll over on its side, because, you know, Jeeps are prone to rolling over. Like, well, you can't leave it here, because it's going to roll over. And so it's me, like, trying to park this fucking thing in different, like, what the fuck? Every time I'd get it in a spot, it was, like, sitting where I'm like, I can't leave it here, I can't leave it here. And I ended up just, uh, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to miss the, the, the transport and we're going we're gonna to miss the transport to go never be <laughs> sad again or whatever the thing was. And I, like, I essentially, the dream, like, gave up and woke up. I was like, fuck it. I, I woke up. I felt a little clearer when I woke up. I was a little, like, I was better. So I was laying there, just comparing it to, all right, how did I feel yesterday? This is how I feel today. It's something I do when I'm depressed. I start comparing and the comparison um, is what uh, makes me okay. Because I go, okay, I don't feel, I f- or like if I feel worse, like, well, I didn't always feel this bad, so it stands to reason that I'll feel better in the future. I just have to be patient. And so this morning I woke up and I was like, all right, well, I feel better now, right now, than I did yesterday, so I'm, I'm improving. Things are okay. Um... And so I was really noticing, comparing, and saying, man, it really may have been that the body keeps the score. 
the body works like a clock and that when you get close to these certain dates, everything gets a little fucking weird. And then if you think about that, so here I am approaching Mother's Day, the day about mothers and just so happens to be the holiday in which my father died. And I know in saying that, that's a lot. And there's a piece of me that that thought up until a couple hours ago that I was above that. That I had processed everything. That's why that colleague of mine saying, I don't think you're done grieving was so weird to me. See, I feel like I have to lay a bunch of things out and then it'll make sense in the end. It, it When she said that, I remember thinking like, well, that's not real. Like, of course I've grieved. Like, what are you talking about? I feel fine. And on one hand I do. And on another hand, I don't. And then on top of like the, um, you know, uh, the, uh, clock going off about mother's day, mom and dad, And then where I'm at emotionally or mentally coupled with that is going to create this ripple, this, this reverberation that's going to be very uncomfortable. And that affects the way we think. It affects everything. And then it affects the way we think. And then the way we think will affect the way we feel. And then the mind and body are just bouncing off of one another. And there's a piece of me that thought, like I woke up this morning and I was like, well, you know, that's interesting. I thought I was past this. Oh, and the other thing about the dream was this. I remember trying to park the Jeep and thinking, wait a minute. Like the whole time I'm trying to park it, I'm having these thoughts in the dream where I'm like, I don't want to not be sad. I don't want to like not feel discomfort or any of those things like that's part of being alive and we're having those thoughts very clearly in the dream going wait a minute and I'm still trying to park it you know because you know there's a piece of that you know doesn't want to be sad anymore and and then I remember thinking well that's fucking ridiculous why would you never ever want to be sad again or why wouldn't why would you want to be free of sadness and discomfort and suffering That's like so much of life is built on that as a foundation that improves you in so many ways and ways and gives you these great experiences later on. You're going to have to go through the sadness of loss, the pain of loss in order to find happiness again. And and all this, I don't know. It was just this thought process and then waking up. And noticing that I felt better than I did yesterday and then having the thought, fuck, how do I process this and never feel bad again? Like, how come, you know, why can't I do that? Why can't I just figure out a way to pack this away and never feel it again? And then I remembered the dream and thought, well, that's fucking ridiculous. You're going to feel things all the time. I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to experience depression, right? So how do I frame it 
package it, understand it in a way that maybe prevents me from thinking things like the people that, like the storyline, and it's a storyline, that the people that loved you are dead and nobody loves you, at least not the way they did. Can I just live and be okay? I don't know. It's so weird. I never considered myself like super into my parents. Like if that's like we weren't like happy go lucky taking vacations together. My mom and dad and I had a very I almost said contentious. We didn't have a contentious relationship. We had an extremely close relationship, but we were very honest with each other, I think. I don't know. It wasn't the Cleavers. That's for fuck sure. You know? My parents were wild. That's obviously where I get a lot of things from. My parents, you know? Um, In the conclusion, I've you know, come to a lot, especially this last year, is that they're with me all the time. The reason my body works so well is because my mom took care of it when I was really young. She didn't feed me crazy shit. She didn't, you know. And the reason my mind works so well is because of my dad and my mom, the way they thought about things and the way way they described the world to me though it wasn't positive it was a level of consciousness that I'm glad that I have that I'm aware of the things I'm aware of that my dad always said things like you gotta follow the money who's getting paid why are they getting paid you know and then his like my mom and my dad both had that thing where it's like I hear what you're saying and I understand that those are the rules but those rules don't apply to me And, like, I have friends that think that that's an outrageous, almost irresponsible or shitty way to be in the world. And I just don't. That's entitlement. Yes. It's absolutely entitlement. You're absolutely right. I don't believe that all the rules apply to me. I don't believe all the rules should apply to everybody. If you're so fucking stupid that you need that rule, then, yeah, you should follow that rule. But, you know... Go for it. Hmm. Anyway. So this is just part of it. You know, you don't escape it. And that's, you know, one of the, I remember this Ramdas talk. I think it's in Becoming Nobody. In the, that Audible talk series that's from the, the documentary Becoming Nobody, where he says, as long as you're pushing it away, it's still got you. You know, what's that old saying? What, what, or was it Proctor? Bob Proctor said it maybe? Um, what you resist persists. That's interesting. Hmm. So that's. What's going on with me? <laughs> uh, man. 
I slept good last night. I had that dream, and that dream was at the end of my sleep. It was good. I feel better today than I did yesterday. Um, so there's that. Today is better than yesterday. I needed to talk about all this out loud. And, uh, you know, may all beings benefit. That, you know, in Buddhism they talk about, like, cultivating or accumulate, the accumulation of merit is for the benefit of all. I don't know what the word merit means. But, you know, hopefully the things that we go through, the way we go through them skillfully or not, and then the ability to share those things with people, to somehow shift perspective so that people become aware of things that they maybe weren't aware of before that that's the benefit and you accumulate merit through pain maybe that as I hurt I learn and since I'm not too obviously running from pain maybe I can learn something and that if I can learn something and I can share it that's got to be valuable And that's karma yoga, the path of selfless service. You just stay in service and you don't attach to the outcome. And either the service is helpful or it's not, but you just stay with the intention of being of use, service, whatever. Yeah. It's interesting. I am loved. I know that people love me. They've told me. Right? Um, I think it was talked about this in the last one. Can you love without attachment to how you get loved in return? I think that I do. I thought that I did. Until I have those spiraling thoughts that, well, you know, they don't love me the way my mom and dad loved me. So there's nothing left. That's kind of crazy. And it's very earthly. It's very materialistic because this incarnation is just one of, like, millions. I mean, that's, they just played the roles of my mom and dad just this time. So you have to stay awake on earth doing the work. You can't just turn it off. You know, can't go for the hard reset just because it's not, I don't know. I know that I'm loved. I know I am. And I know that I help people. I don't know if this helps people, but I know it work I help people. (laughs) I don't know if this does anything, but at work I know I do. I know that I do. Some of you that are listening to this, I know that you love me. I know you do. 
it's the, you know, don't make it weird. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, my foot's been bothering me. This is pain in my foot that's been there my whole life. And no, it's not just because I run barefoot. Fucking wise asses. It's just, I don't know. I've done a lot of things with my feet. Um, so it's been bothering me. So yesterday my run wasn't like as strong as I would have liked it. And I'm not going to run today. Running allows me to escape a lot of things. I think it's very telling that today I can't run. Today I just can't run. You're just going to have to sit here and... Damn. That was wild. Sometimes the choices made while driving are fucking special. Um, yeah. Not going to be able to run today. It's, it's weird, like, when I feel like this, it's like, all right, well, can I run today? Can I work out today? And it's like, no, nah, just... Why don't you just fucking relax? I'll work on the book today. Anyway, um, what am I at? That's uh, 45 minutes. Shit, I'm sorry. I went, went a bit longer than I needed to. Um, I hope this was helpful. I hope that it, you know, may all beans benefit. Hopefully that some of the, the this made sense for you guys. I hope that, um, you know, we consider, I've said it to clients so many times that the body's a clock and when you get close to these dates, you're going to get squirrely. But why am I getting more squirrely over the years? (laughs) Yeah. Why does each birthday get a little fucking squirrelier? Why is this Mother's Day such a fucking hassle? What's going on? All right. Um... I love you guys. If you have any questions, comments, uh, more reasons why I'm a lizard person and a member of the Illuminati, reach out, DM me on Instagram, email me through the website. Um, unless you're uh, selling SEO, uh, if you're selling SEO or you work for a Filipino literary agency, just fucking save it. I'm good. All right. I love you guys. Bye.